June 2024, you are listening to Living Proof, the cultural archive of real lives happening. Issue six of Living Proof magazine features graffiti writers Katsu and Camel, skateboarders Sean Powers and Tino Razo, rappers YL and Starker, and artists Nicole McLaughlin, Nate Lohman, Fei Weiwei, Tom Hardwick Allen, Ned Vina, and Tao Lin. Available now on our Patreon and online shop. Live Improve Magazine, Katsu Issue, June 2024. Boom, everything's recording. Bro, uh, like I said, thank you so much for coming here. Fucking super sick. Uh, so traditional graffiti, you know, throw-ups, bubble letters, fill-ins. It's uh, like a lot of letter-based stuff. Uh, when you think about graffiti, at least when I think about graffiti, the first thing that comes to mind is writers like Giz, Easy, MQ, but your style is inherently different from that. You approached it from like your whole, a, a different lane. Um, what was the deal with that when you first started? Did you not, was there ever a point where you were like, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do this traditional, you know, fill in style approach or you already knew you were going to do it your way. Are you asking if I was like about to hit the streets doing traditional graffiti? Yeah, and yeah. And was like, nah, I'm going to go this way? Exactly, yeah. Nah, there was never that. It was like, that's just the way I've been been drawing forever. I've just been doing my own shit like since fucking forever. And there was no like, I love, I love graffiti. I love the traditional graffiti. I love all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like even the shittiest graffiti is my shit, obviously. But um, but yeah, nah. There was never no plan. There was no plan of being like, yo, I'm gonna fucking do this and this. It's like, nah, that's just what I wanted to do. And I was just like, fuck it, I'm hitting the streets with what I know. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm. This is my shit. You yeah. know, like I, and just being a being a skateboarder, it's like you don't really, you don't give a fuck about what anyone says. You know what I mean? There were people. There were people that, oh, your shit's weak, fucking, da, da, da. it's like, whatever, dude, I'm out there, where you at? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're commenting on the internet, and I'm out there on the streets writing on shit, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, I was just out there fucking having fun. So when you started doing it, and you were doing it like this, uh, like the way that you're doing it, and the way you're still doing it today, it was just because of the fact that you've been, you've been drawing like that, yeah. even before graph, so when you're going to do graph... You're like, fuck it, might as well just do what I've already been doing. Yeah, there was no like, this is my graffiti style and this is my art style. Mm. It was just like, oh, just fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you fucking give a kid a marker and he goes right to the wall. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's what I did. I just went straight to the wall. I was fucking doing what, what I knew how to do. Yeah. There's no, uh, there was no no plan. There's no grand master plan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything just fucking works out. You gotta. It's like I, I was wondering too because I could see it like you start you start painting right when you start, especially in New York. If nobody knows who you are and they start seeing this, like essentially a character pop up, character pop up, they're gonna be like, "Oh, that's fucking street art. Fuck that shit." Yeah. Did, did you get any backlash from that? Hell yeah. For yeah. For obviously. Mad long. Yeah, but then it's like you know people look 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 down the rabbit hole and and they uh start to realize like oh this guy's like really out there 
doing shit. Like, is it is it this? Is it that? Who knows? But he's fucking, <laughs> he's hitting the streets hard. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, there's backlash for sure. And uh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I care, <laughs> really, really care. Still to this day, you know what I mean? There's there's backlash fucking for everything. But it's like, like I said, that that skateboard mentality. Where you're just like, fuck it, I'm having fun. That shit will fucking carry you throughout life. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like you did it right, honestly, because I feel like in graffiti, like the names and uh, like if you have a crazy name or like a crazy character, you stand out amongst like all the scribbles on the walls and stuff like that. So I feel like the character that you put on the walls and even your name, it just kind of like people get it implanted in their heads you know what i mean for years to come and that's pretty much what has happened yeah for sure i mean that that was definitely like i mean i don't know if you guys know this but my brothers both right yeah and um they owned a graffiti shop back in the day so i'm like you know eight or nine years old at this shop and these dudes are like probably like 18 19 or some shit and there's older fools there like they had legal walls there fucking caps and markers and doing airbrush shirts and shit so i was around all this shit so i knew yo let me open that shit this is gonna be pretty sick <laughs> it's the cops already yeah imagine no visitors uh what happened no visitors no visitors yeah. okay okay we're gonna have to do something about this okay. yeah give me five seconds all right okay, no all right cool uh i think it's just a parking um do you want me to talk to her and see if we can like if i can throw her some bread That'd be probably the easiest. No, just tell her we're going to move after we're done. Okay, cool. I'll see what's up. Excuse me. Miss. No visitors? What the fuck is this shit? Bro, they're like selling, they're like selling crack in the other fucking room. Some like crazy junkies are like walking around. She's worried about us. Alright, sick. It's fine? Yeah, it's good. I'm about to clock this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I can't believe you guys picked this hotel though. Yeah, I don't know nothing. I was like, yo, I don't know nothing about this area, so we'll see what the it's fuck is good the with Luan, it. The hotel Luan. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Casa Luan. Yeah, I think this fool killed his kids over here. Who? This like Mexican dude. Really? What? I'm pretty sure that this is the hotel. I had no idea. It was funny because when we, when we were booking it, I'm like, yo, I don't know anything about this neighborhood. This might be the wrong neighborhood. Like, why is this one, why is this one like drastically cheaper than all the other ones? You know what I mean? I thought you guys picked this hotel, be like, oh, next coming, he's down with scary shit. Nah, <laughs> I don't. I was just like, this is the cheapest one. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what room it was, but some fool killed his kids. Crazy. It was probably all over the news and everything. Yeah, you could probably Google it if you got Google on your phone. So, um, yeah, your, your brother's owned a graph shop, and you're eight or nine years old, you were always around that shit. Oh, yeah, here we go. Eight or nine years old, I'm around that shit. So when, you know, I was always writing on stuff. I was always writing on walls. Like, I'd go walk around and find, like, scrap cans and fucking find a little fat cap and put it on. And, like, I could barely even fucking press the can. And I'd be writing just, like, fuck or, like, you know, some dumb shit. Like, whatever I could, little kid shit. That's why it's, like, uh... There's really no pinpoint to like when I picked up a can or whatever, you know what I mean? But uh but when I finally decided like damn, I wanna like start writing my name on shit, I was like, I gotta come up with a name 
that nobody's going to have mm-hmm. because I've heard these fucking conversations go on in the shop. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this dude, he, this dude in the next town is writing the same name as you. Like, oh, fuck that dude. Fuck, you know, and I knew that that was like a, a no-no, that you ain't supposed to have a name that somebody else has. You know what I mean? You got to have your own shit. So I was like, all right, I got to think of a name. I got to think of a name. And it wasn't that hard. It was like, you know, I've told this story a million times about my, my homie Freddie. He would always say, we were super into kung fu movies and shit. And he, we would like go around the neighborhood and like beat up kids and shit. And just little kid stuff. But this fool, he'd be like, man, when I see that kid, I'm going to hit him in his neck. He's like, I'm going to punch him in his neck. Like every time he would say something, it'd be like neck. Like, I'm like, man, I'm going to chop his neck. I'd be like, neck, neck, neck. And I was like, why out of all the body parts you got to say neck? And it would always crack me up. And I was like, well, there's there's the first half of it. You know what I mean? Like, like that word is just hilarious to me. And, um, and yeah, that's where the first part came. And then the, the face, I was like, I was like, damn, neck, face, there's no really, that doesn't really mean shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can't have a neck on your face because mm-hmm. then it just be a neck <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but, uh, so automatically that shit cracked me up and i was like hell yeah that shit's you know just writing that alone is gonna crack people up you know so i started doing that writing that shit all around my my little hometown and stuff and uh people were laughing and being like you know just making a little bit of noise and then like later eventually later on in the future like i felt like the name was like um was not funny like people were already like oh yeah we already know that name i was like all right time to start writing some crazy shit on there you know what i mean so i just started fucking going for and writing just you know beat your kids fucking god owes me money just like all kinds of crazy shit like that i came up with just like the story i came up with about this hotel Mm When did you, uh, when you first started paying attention to graph, aside from like uh, the graph shop that, that your brothers owned and stuff, when did you start paying attention to specifically New York graffiti? Was that like an influence in your early writing or what were some of the influences that, that got you hyped on graph to actually go out there and bomb? I mean, definitely, definitely New York shit and SF shit because my hometown's pretty close to SF. So I was like looking up to like Twist and Amaze. KR when he was out there and then you you know my brothers they had all those like on the go magazines fucking all the graph mags you know so I'm I'm looking at all this shit and I'm like a sponge just taking it all in and then uh when I moved to New York I was like oh shit this is this 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 dude over here and you know I started putting it all together I'm like damn I'm I'm where I'm where the, the dude lives or paints that I just was looking at in the magazine, like what? And, you know, and to actually see like some of the pieces in real life and shit, it was pretty sick. And uh, when I moved to New York, it was like, you know, I just want, I just wanted to ride on everything and skate, skate everywhere. Like that, like school was cool, whatever. That's why I went. But the real thing, the real reason I wanted to go there was to write and to skate. Like, you moved there primarily just so it was like art school, skating, graffiti. Yeah. I went for, I went for art school. I turned 18 in the air. I left when I was 17 and, and like we flew and the time changed. Mm. And I was an 18-year-old in New York City. And I didn't know shit about the city, nothing, except for like, 
you know, the banks, fucking the pink ledges, like bubble banks, like all these skate spots and shit. That's all I knew. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go find these. I had like the fucking map quest printed out and shit to all the skate spots. I don't know if you guys know about that, but I was like, all right, you got to turn left here. Fucking this, this, and like actual printouts of, of skate spots. And while I was hitting these spots, I was writing on everything because mm. I was already writing on shit. And um, that was kind of like my little Aztec Aztec warrior way of fucking uh, figuring out where I've been. You know how they would break the branches and shit? Like they'd go through a trail and be like, oh shit, I came through this way. I'd be like, oh, I already wrote my name over here. Time to go that way. Or this is how I get back home or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but, it, um, it pretty much like just opened the doors for everything. Yeah. Hell yeah. And like... You talk about um, meeting that kid Eric at, at parties in Brooklyn and just getting getting bagged for graffiti and then doing community service with people like Sace. Um, in that era of New York, what was it like, two thousand and two? How much when when you go back to New York now? How much do you see that it's changed in your eyes from when you were there up until now, which isn't even that long ago? Not even that long. It's crazy. And for me, for that's why I always say, like, for me to be like. Damn, this shit ain't even what it was before. I got there in 2002. Mm. You know what I mean? And for me to be able to say that is crazy. I can imagine like fools that grew up there and they're like, damn, in the 90s and the 80s, this shit was like this. You know what I mean? It changed so much. It's like, it's like nuts. But the one thing that's fucking still pretty potent is the fucking graffiti. Yeah, no, definitely. And it stays. You know, I mean, those those greats are the same. Those greats haven't got gentrified. They might have some fucking like new apartment complex ad on there, but those are getting blasted, too. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to see like the state of uh, like Laloa right now. It's completely smashed. Like you would think that after the years went on gentrification, all this shit, like they're going to keep it clean. But we were down there like recently and we were just walking around and thinking like during that time period you were there like like the graph that would have been on that fucking gate and like the quality and the writers would have been just like completely different in a way. And it's, it's crazy. Like I can't even imagine being in New York during that time and seeing like the writers that were up, like what, what like stood out to you? Like uh, when you would walk around, um, fuck revs, big time revs. And that, that was like one of the dudes that I looked up to before I even got to New York city and that my brothers looked up to, they're like, yo, look at this dude's shit. You know what I mean? And there'd be like whole articles of that fool in magazines, and you're like, "What?" You don't, you don't. And I got to see like some of the sculptures and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like some like this crazy ass one. I forget where it was at in uh getting closer to like Bushwick or some shit. But this crazy ass sculpture that was in the middle, huge revs thing coming out of it. That one that was in a planner. I would see all these all these sculptures, and those things are gone. Like all that shit is gone. But there's he's that dude's got a lot of shit still, the metal stuff that you know he can't really pry off. But um, but yeah, I got to see a lot of sick shit, you know, super, super hyped and uh, and definitely I was just like a little kid in a playground, dude. Like let's go, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever think like what would have happened if you hadn't had gone there when you went there? Because it ended up it was like a domino effect. It seems like when you, when I hear about your story, it was like a domino effect to what led to everything else. And what's sick about it is like organically. And through the shit that you that you already are doing, which is skating and graph. Yeah. I mean, fuck, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't there, but probably be a fucking uh, serial killer in this hotel. <laughs> 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 nah. 
Um, there was like, I got accepted to two schools. One was out actually out here, kind of by Magic Mountain, by Six Flags and shit, which is fucking nowhere land. Who knows what I, I probably would have been working on Shrek or some shit. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I just fucking, I just wanted to skate. I just wanted to skate and, you know, and write on shit. And I got to New York and it was like, it's on. What were some of the spots that you would skate? Fuck everywhere, man. Everywhere. Like I, I remember I found like this, uh, that green metal edge that's on the overpass. That's by the East river park. Yeah. Yeah. I the, found the short one. Yeah. Alligator yeah. ledge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I found that thing and I thought I was the first one to ever find it. And I was like, what? Like, no way. And then later on, like, seeing full skating, I was like, damn, I thought I found this shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? But that shit's been there forever. And uh, what else? Under under the FDR, we would take, like, a flat bar in the snow and shit, like, and just skate there. Like, just finding all kinds of spots, man. Like, just, it's so sick when you're coming from, from out of town. And, you know, with, with me, like, when I come from... So, when I come from out of town, I'm like, dude, I want to know everything about the city. I want to go to every nook and cranny of the city. And, you know, by the time I left there, I was like telling people about shit in the city that were from there. And they'd be like, what? what did, where's that? What, what is that? You know what I mean? And I'm like, damn, you don't even know your own city. Like, it's crazy. And it, I mean, I think it's just like, you know, you're just so attracted to like new shit, yeah, discovering new stuff. I'm like, let me go see what's all the way over here, and then just going and checking it out. But um, a lot of people who, a lot of people who are from New York, they they don't venture out of there. Like I, I was skating Lennox Ledges one time, and I'm talking to some kid, and the new LES had just been built, and he, I'm like, yo, how many times you been there? And uh, he was like, once, and it was built for like a year, and I'm like, what, dude? Like once? I'm like, how many times you been to the banks? And he was like. And he was like, uh, never. And I, he's like, I just skate here. Yeah. And he was like, he, I don't even think he knew what that was. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Do you understand? Like, what is at your disposal? That's just down the street, dude. Jump the tr- jump the turnstile. Fucking get on the train and, and get some. Same like, shit with me. I'm from South Brooklyn by Coney Island. And it took me like fucking six years to venture out. And it was only because I met these dudes. You know what I mean? I would just be in my own little corner over there doing my thing. I never even been to like the lower really to hang out or nothing. Which is like, fucking like a thirty minute train ride, you know, like a, a whole different, <laughs> nothing, a whole different that's world, you know. It's crazy. That's why it's like I don't know. It was pretty sick going there from from out of town and being like, you know, just exploring, and just fucking. I know fools that haven't even been on the Staten Island ferry to this day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I, I would get on the ferry and just take, just go over there and just fucking skate as far as I could and just see what's go- see what's cracking over there. When you moved out of the dorms, what was your living situation like? Like, what was rent like? Damn, rent. So I lived in a I lived in a brownstone in uh, Sunset Park, actually with uh, EM One. I lived with him and our other our other homie, and um, fuck, I was paying like two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks or some shit, and we had a whole brownstone, and we were like all the way in Sunset Park. So some fools don't even know fucking. Sunset Park still it was sick it was like just a new zone dude it it was dope and then I was paying like 300 bucks 200 bucks or some shit and then like what did I do after that and then I moved to dude I lived all over the place I lived in Fort Greene I lived in Greenpoint 
I lived in Prospect Park. I lived in Sunset Park. I lived in, uh, you know, the last the last three years that I lived in New York, I lived in uh, in Chinatown. And you were always living with homies? Nah, the last three years is is when I lived by myself. Sick. Because I got to, I sold like this, uh, this sold out this show in Denmark. And then I was like, damn, now I can live in the city. Like, and I was like counting it up and shit. I was like, damn, I could live here for like three years maybe. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's do it. Because I was always taking a cab or taking the train to the city. Just always in the city. Like, you know. And, um, and yeah, I got to live in Chinatown. My rent was like 1500 bucks or some shit. And I lived right by that Manny pad that everyone's skating where the Chinatown the, buses. The marble one? Nah, that one that's in the middle of the street. Oh, the triangle Manny pad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they put like the fucking stop sign or whatever across it and grind it. But that I lived right there. Like, didn't even think that was a fucking Manny spot, pad. Yeah. I actually cracked my head open down the street from that spot. I was, uh, we were skating to some photo shoot or some shit and I fucking ollied up the curb and hit the cra- hit a crack and I had my hoodie on and I flew forward and tried to like catch up with my body and bow, I hit one of those fucking oh, signs, man. like the, the green signs right on the edge. And I was like kind of dazed and I was like, oh shit. And I put my hand under my hoodie and in between my hoodie and my head and it was just warm and I was like, oh man. And I was just leaking. And then I still went to the photo shoot and my homie took pictures uh, with this crazy ass lens and he printed out these big ass photos of just a big ass gash in my forehead. Went and got stapled up and uh, I ended up like stealing the staple gun from, from the hospital. So I was telling homies like, you're crack your shit. I got you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. How did you meet EM1? Because uh, I, I have an old flicker. And I was looking through it the other day. It's from all from stuff from like 2012, yeah. 2011, 2013. And I saw uh, one of the photos I took. And I didn't even realize it at the time. It was just an electric box um, near LES. And it was just you and EM1 forever, forever ago. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, how do you... So how'd you, how'd you guys meet? I got, I, got a, um, I got a fill-in still running, I think, on like Adelphi Street or something in, in uh, Fort Greene. That's from 2003. And I put him up because he was looking me out, you know, and somebody came out of the fucking brownstone and was like some Puerto Rican dude was like saying some shit. And I was up on the fence, like catching a fill or whatever. But um, how I met him was uh, my homie Eric. Same thing. And, you know, I think you mentioned it that, you know, the story, but he was uh, my homie Eric was skating outside of the dorm. I would go and just skate flat ground outside of the dorm on 23rd and um this fool came up to me and we started skating together and shit he's like you know we're the only fools that skated and then uh maybe the next day or or some shit he's like yo you want to go to this party in brooklyn and i was like hell yeah i was like i only been to brooklyn once this is like probably like (laughs) two weeks in two weeks into to living in new york city and uh this was like you want to go to brooklyn he's like it's in williamsburg i was like i don't care what it's called let's go and we jumped on the train and went to Williamsburg, got off on fucking Bedford, and we skated to the to the apartment, and it was Acne's place. Josh Acne, rest in peace. It was his place, and there was a bunch of fools there. And uh, EM1 was there. Um, 
I think the homie Rate. You guys know Rate? Mm -hmm. Rate was there. A bunch of fools, like dudes that I'm still homies till to to this day were there. And I mean, like where I'm from, it's like I'm I was like the outcast, you know, like the the weirdo or whatever. And when I showed up at this spot in Brooklyn, I was like, oh, these dudes skate too, and they write, and they're fucking into like kung fu and horror flicks. Like, oh, these are my homies. You know what I mean? And then uh and then we just all started getting along. And that was it. And I've been homies with all those fools to this day. We, like, went out and painted that that night. And I had already been, like, doing so much shit. Like, all those fools knew me. Like, they didn't know what I looked like. Nobody knew what I looked like at the time. But when I got there and started, whatever, telling people or, like, my homie Eric was telling them, like, yo, that's fucking neck face. They were like, what? That's him? This little Mexican kid with the skateboard? Like, sick and they were just like you know instant homies so sick. yeah what, what's the deal with um you know there's a lot of writers that have shown their face but not really a lot in comparison to how many people write and there's you know let's just like ear snot claw there's like charlie there's you and for a while you, you didn't show your face when i first um became aware of you like i was like yo i wonder what this dude looks like like oh, i would just be wondering <laughs> and as like me and my friends we saw like uh baker has a death wish summer tour and I'm like, bro, dude, like that dude is neck face for sure. Like that has to be neck face. Like why is it? And then you just one day revealed your face. So my question is what, what made that come about one? And then two is like, what's the back? What's the like uh, reaction you got from not only like the law, but also the public. All right. So that's the main reason why this shit happened is I was I mean, I was wearing a mask. I was like, hell yeah, I'm like a fucking Mexican wrestler. It's on. <laughs> you know, no one knows what I look like. I'd be like spreading rumors and shit that I was a girl and that I was a crackhead, maybe a crackhead girl, all kinds of shit. And fools were just like, what? You know, I was actually writing Neckface is a crack whore, you know, on shit and just like just creating this fucking thing. And, um, and yeah, I would always wear a mask. I'd be like, you know, like, I had my, uh, in 2004, I had a book come out that Cause published, and uh, Sace was DJing uh, the party, and uh, I was in a box. I was like, how am I going to do this shit? I can't so be signing books, like, out there. Fools are going to know what I look like, and, like, they were on me out there in the city. They were they, they were looking for me and shit, but, um, so I was like, whatever, I'm just, you know, I was just covering my face and shit, whatever, and, um. But eventually, later on, I started, yeah, being in Baker videos and hanging out with all the all the homies who skate and shit. And then, like, um, you know, like, anybody could have put it together, like you did, and was like, you know, that's that, that has to be that guy. You know what I mean? And they can't be in the video. They can't, the dudes editing the video can't be, like, blurring my face out. You know what I mean? Like, that shit costs so much money to blur someone's face out the whole, I'm in the whole fucking videos. You know what I mean? And, um. And I was like, man, everybody fucking already knows this shit. You know what I mean? But I wasn't like, fucking here I am. You know what I mean? It was just like, whatever. And it was like, you know, by then I was like already like coming to L.A. a bunch and like, you know, getting away from the city and shit. But, um, but yeah, that's how that happened. And then as far as like what was the public's reaction, everyone was like, damn, that dude's fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Should have kept the goddamn mask on. <laughs> but uh but nah they're just like 
oh shit of course that dude is that is that guy <laughs> look at him you know what i mean it's like i don't think anyone was surprised like damn it, it, you know i i fit the description of what was on the walls i think mm. <laughs> but no it's just funny because like i feel like graffiti writers especially the ones coming up they have like a heart on them like finding out putting like a writer's name to a face like they, they just get off on that shit like yeah. they'll do their homework for days to just do that but um in terms of painting like what do you prefer like painting alone painting with like other people lookouts like what do you get from painting like itself man i'm just out there just writing on shit and everything is always way sicker when you got homies around you know what i mean and then it's like you know when it's like me and em1 fucking hitting a spot it's like we're we're so in sync you know like looking each other out and shit like like just like it's a team you know but yeah i'm for the first whatever year and a half in new york i was just it was just me and my board just fucking writing on shit so it's like I'm not, you know, I'm down to write on shit solo. I love doing that too, you know, scaring yourself. What the fuck was that? Shit. You know what I mean? Like being on your own mission is pretty sick. But when you're with the homie, it's it's even more sicker. When you first got to New York, were you afraid to paint? Because you kind of have to paint in front of people, particularly in Manhattan. Hell no, I wasn't afraid, dude. <laughs> I was going off. I was like, I was like pretending I was like a homeless dude. I was like, you know. I was doing like dumb, like not dumb spots, but doing spots where it's like I was be, being there forever, and I'm just like sitting there, and I'm be like, and then no people would come, and then I'd be like a couple more letters, and then fucking finally finishing the tags like this big, <laughs> and then I'm out of there. It's like I gotta finish this thing, but then yeah, you start getting like, ah, oh, I gotta do this shit in front of everybody. Fuck it, and just go for it. I mean, there's a funny story where one time the dude's like. Hey, you can't do that. It's like, dude, I already did it. I already fucking did my exclamation points. I'm already walking away. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah. In, t in terms of uh, L.A. and New York and your experience painting in both, I know that like L.A. is just totally different when it comes to graph. Like even just from the buff to how you can you can't just like you don't just walk. It's not like a walking city like the way that New York is. Um, what's your experience been painting and painting here versus painting in New York? Man, you gotta be more. You gotta be more on it. Out, out. Uh, I mean, not on it. It's just a different, different strategy out here. It's like, you know, your cutty, your cutty, like little bathroom tag in a in a good taco spot out here is like hitting like a wall on the Bowery or really? some shit. You know what I mean? Well, why? Why is that? I mean, it's like everything's like getting buffed everything's gonna get buffed out here you know what i mean it's like you, you i think la's got more cutty like little spots i mean that's at least my experience like doing little cutty shit is is almost more more uh more satisfying when people find them like oh i saw you shit in the in that taco shop or whatever and it's like i don't know but new york it's like new york's more like uh like suicide mission like as far as like hitting like some shit on a busy street, you're like fuck it, just let's go. Got to finish this shit quick. That's <laughs> you know you're just going as fast as you can. And out here, it's like you could see a fucking car coming from a mile away. You know, like and and I don't think there's that many undercovers chilling in a fucking in an unmarked car 
out here unless you're downtown. And then if you're also also like, yeah, if you're walking around downtown, there ain't nobody else walking around. They're like, who the what's this dude walking, you know, walking up? But uh, it's just different strategies. It's like, I don't know. It's pretty sick. You learn you learn the strategy, the L.A. strategies and you take them to New York and mm. fools are like, what? You know, like we're you know, that's all. That's how it goes everywhere around mm-hmm. the world. It's just like writing on on different different shit and and uh, just spreading the the strategies of how to get over. Why did you <laughs> Why did you leave New York? Like, why'd you move away? Um, I didn't leave New York, but I was like pretty. Uh, I was just done. I was so the main the main reason is I had a show out here at uh, the Mocha, the Art in the Street show. I don't know if you guys know that one. Yeah. It's just like all like graffiti and shit and and uh, big ass show. But I came out here. I was already coming out here so much just because like skating and shit and just like all my homies are out here. And um, I would dodge the weather too, like leave New York when it got cold, and I'd come out here or go to Australia or whatever. But um, I was out here for like four months installing my shit at the Mocha and. Um, and I was sleeping on this fool's, my homie Spanky's couch. I was sleeping on this couch. And I was like, damn, I've already been on this fool's couch for like a year. Like even even before I started setting up for the show. And then I was there for the show. And um, this fool offered me a spot, like a two-car garage with like a patio and shit. And he was like 500 bucks a month. And I was like, damn, I'm paying 16 in the city. I'm on fucking the eighth floor. Like fucking walking up, it was like a hundred and like fifty steps or some shit, like dying. And I was like, dude, I'm already like, I'm like over over the city. Like, shit was like, you know, I I felt like I was like, you know, I already did laps around the city. I already did laps around the city. You know, just from exploring, like, like I already like, you know, you want this? Oh, it's over there. You want that? It's over here. Oh, this is, you know, I already knew everything about it. And um. When I got here, I was like, man, fuck it. I was like, I'm staying, I'm staying here. Fuck that $1,600 a month. I mean, $1,600 a month now ain't, that's like super normal, super cheap over there, I guess. You had that for your own spot. Yeah. That is bugged out. Three years. Like where you're at is bugged out. Yeah. And then, um, but out here I had a sicker spot for 500 bucks. You know what I mean? And I had the weather and I was like. You know, skating every day. All my homies are here, are out here. And then I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to be in L.A. And then, you know, I did think about, like, damn, how am I going to fucking keep on writing on shit? Like, New York's the spot for it. And I was like, man, I was like, I was traveling so much that I was like, I'm just going to, you know, hit the streets when I fucking get on the terminal. You know, like when I fly to a new spot, you know. You can't paint out here like that. I mean... <laughs> I have and I I actually got uh I got bagged right before COVID quarantine lockdown. I got bagged and fools were like I was in I was in there and, and they were like, Oh, they were gonna shut the city down because of the coronavirus and I was like, damn, I was like talking to these fools in there. <laughs> I was like, Imagine if we, they lock the whole shit down and everyone fucking dies and the only people that are alive are the fools that are here in jail. Like that'd be sick, and there everyone in there is just fucking burnt. They'll be like, "Damn fool, that'd be crazy." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, damn, you guys don't even give a fuck." And I was like, 
it was like seriously right when i got out the next day they were like boom shut the whole city down and i was like fuck and it was a felony charge i got hit with a felony and i got a lawyer and fucking every time you get bagged out here at least me i catch a felony and i have to pick fucking pay like 10 g's so it's not worth it nah and then your shit's gone the next day dude it's like what the fuck that's why your little cutty uh, toilet seat bathroom tag at the taco shop is sicker than fucking hitting a wall. Some, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that. At least that fucking little thing's gonna stay, and the shit you caught a felony for outside is already painted over, and you're in there in jail. You think they give you a felony just because it's you though, or or that's just like the? Charge? I wasn't even writing my name. Mm. I was writing some other shit. Wow. I was writing some bullshit, but I got bagged out here in like Orange County on a billboard, and I got a felony. You know, they give out felonies out here. You see all that graffiti out here? Fools are fucking risking it, risking it big time, dude. It's sick. The, there's a spot um, in in New York. It's over the FDR. It's in the back of a highway sign. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's just like a white, like one of your white faces. White Do you know which devil. one I'm talking about? Yeah. And um, can you tell me? Because yo, I grew up seeing that spot, and I just want to know, like, what's the deal with it? I was like picturing you climbing up it. First time I saw it, it was because uh, my, my parents were driving me and like six of my friends to the banks and I was in the trunk because we, like, we couldn't fit. So I'm in the trunk and like this is the, the rear view mirror and I'm just like looking like this. We drive by it and I straight shit my pants. Sick. So um, yeah, what's the deal with that spot? Um, so that was like I was skating. I would skate by that shit all the time. And um, I did that thing when I was probably like 19. Or 20 or some shit. And then I was like, what the fuck? Because, like, it, it, in California, all those freeway signs got barbed wire all over them. You know what I mean? So, it's like, they don't let you go up and fucking hit it. And I was like, you know, I would skate by it and I'd be like, damn, I could just climb this shit right now if I wanted to. And I fucking did. <laughs> and I just went and I was fucking hit the spot and was like, all right, I'm coming down. And, yeah. You did it alone? Yeah. I did it by myself. But um, but yeah, that was that was uh, yeah, that was some California shit in New York. That's is what it, I was saying. Is it still rocking? I think so. Yeah, that is so. I crazy, think it's still dude. there. Because <laughs> when I saw, it was probably like 2013, 2011. Yeah. And uh, I think you did it in '04. Yeah. So that's already like that's a really long run, especially for a spot like that. A yeah. lot of people see that shit. Yep. Um, what do you think about uh, skateboarding and the direction it's taking with the Olympic Street League and its its heavy influence on high fashion? Oh, man. That's a heavy question. <laughs> uh, all right. What do you think about skateboarding and the direction that it's going? The direction that it's going is um, obviously it's sick. Fools are getting paid. No one's corny. No one's really that corny for getting fucking like major sponsors. Everyone's just like, like damn that fool's getting paid or whatever fools are getting laid getting more chicks um but i'm down for i'm down for it because i i you know all my homies are fucking you know buying cribs and and buying rounds at the bar and shit and paying for barbecues and uh that's tight but it's like yeah skateboarding for me has always been like its own you know outcast shit you know what I mean? And they're still hella outcasts. You know what I mean? That's what's sick about it is you, you got, you know, you got your mainstream dudes over here and then you got your sick ass crew over here. 
you know and it's like fucking it's it's just like you know when people say like yo it's skater owned it's skater owned it's like what kind of skater dude the dude that's fucking at trade shows the dude that's fucking jumping around on two wheels you know what i mean or is it these fools that are fucking partying all night and skating harder than everyone the next day you know what i mean like there's different kinds of skaters it's like there's different kinds of riders Mm. but um as far as it in the olympics i think the um the olympic shit was kind of like you know i was telling fools like when we'd be out in the streets and everyone's like oh skating's gonna be in the olympics like when we were getting kicked out of spots i'm like yo hey we're we're training for the olympics dude like this is an olympic (laughs) sport bro like you can't be kicking us out this is like you know that's a you're going against the USA team right now. Like, that's treason, dude. If you fucking kick us out of this spot, we got to train. We got to train for the Olympics. But no one was falling for that shit, so fuck that. And, um, and, but the thing that was fucked up about the Olympics is that they put us all against each other. You know what I mean? Like, as, as far as, like, skaters, like, you know, like, oh, Brazil. Man, fuck Brazil. I hope USA wins. Like, nah, we don't get down like that. Like, we're all homies. You know what I mean? You pull up to a fucking park, and there's a whole crew. This fool's from Brazil. This fool's from Japan. And we're all homies because we all skate. There's no, there's no like, oh, fucking uh, China's better at skating than fucking Japan. Or like, nah, it's like we're all, we're all in this together skating. And just fucking doing shit. So th- that part was whack when it was like I was hearing fools like at at the spot, like watching the Olympics. Like, oh man, fuck, uh, China, like whatever, dude. Like, this, you know what I mean? And it's like nobody was. Our skaters weren't even rooting for the USA. It was like you see the skaters that were repping the US. It's like what? Who? What? What Mountain Dew commercial they come from? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like we're like, damn, U- Utah. From Japan, hell yeah, that's our homie, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know if other fools in, in Olympic sports were, like, rooting for other countries and shit. But, yeah, skateboarders, we don't get down like that. You skate, we skate, let's go. You know what I mean? So, whatever. Fools got paid. They did their fucking uh, uh, Trojan condom commercials and shit and fucking Audi commercials. Let me get some money. I feel like it changes the fabric of what uh, what skating is what it is uh like even even when i started skating which is not in the same era that you started skating it was like at my school you were super 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 whack if you skated like i wore um some skate mids to school and motherfuckers cooked me and and now it's like you were definitely wicked sick if you skate in your and you're in school like you're the shit if you skate and you're in school yeah. and um i think it attracts a different crowd not that it's gonna like lead to anything super shitty like it's just gonna be it's just gonna be different uh by nature like if something's on tv and on billboards and like on the sickest brands and like it's gonna change like the people who get who get into it there's just no way around it you know what i mean yeah but the other thing that might happen too is the shit might get whack it might get so whack beyond belief where it's like just fucking dies again you know what i mean which would be kind of tight because you'd be like oh that it it will filter out all the all the weak ass fools. Be like, oh shit, I lost my Norelco sponsor. I'm out. I ain't skating no more. Why am I skating? There's no fucking Huggies commercials that I'm in. Like, you know what I mean? And those fools that ain't really down for skating. See you later. They're gone. But the dudes that skate in the alleyway, fucking, they're gonna be skating the whole time. You know what I mean? So we might need that shit. We might need it for, for it to go so big where it fucking 
destroys itself and goes down, hmm. and then only the real survive, right? In, ter- in terms of your uh, in terms of your art, we were talking to Lady Pink a few weeks ago, and I'm like, "Yo, um, you know, you you paint so much. How much do you love painting? It's like your passion and shit." And she was like, uh, "I'm kind of over it. It's just like a job because she's been doing it for so so long, and like pretty much dealing with clients that she doesn't give a shit about, having them do big ass pieces." And I was surprised when I heard that because I thought she was gonna say like, "Oh, I love it. Painting is awesome. It's amazing to do this for a job." Um, how has it affected you uh, making money off of off of what you do? Let me think about this question because this is a this is a big uh, a big thing because it definitely like when you're doing this shit for a living, it turns into it turns into a job. And then it starts getting whack. And, but when it starts, hold up. When you, when you start, when that shit starts happening to you, then you got to start saying no. You know what I mean? And some fool's like, hey, I want another one of these. I want this. I want this. I want this. Like, nah, nah, nah. I'm over that. I'm done. Not doing that no more. I'm not psyched on that shit no more. I'm doing this shit now. You got to keep yourself psyched. Because when that shit does start turning into a job and start feeling like a job, game over. You know what I mean? Then you're just like a robot. Just, uh, I'm doing this fucking orange arm again. Doing this orange arm again. You know what I mean? And and it's fucking, it's it's whack because you get into it because you're psyched on it. It's just like skating. Fools are going to be like, hey, jump down these stairs. Jump down these stairs. Jump down these stairs. It's like, nah, I don't want to jump down those fucking stairs no more. I already did it. You know what I mean? I'm doing this shit now. But, um. But yeah, you just got to keep yourself psyched and and uh, and just remember why you're why you're why you're down for it. And when the shit starts getting weak, just fucking switch it up. Go out there, go get fucking psyched on something else. You know what I mean? Go go do something else and 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 keep it fresh. You know what I mean? Like when when I left New York and got to L.A., reset button, new neighborhoods to figure out, new shit to get inspired by. You know what I mean? Cruising around. Oh shit, fools are doing this. Oh, this, you know, getting rehyped on stuff. Always keep it fresh. When shit gets played out, time to move on and, and and keep it keep it going. You know what I mean? But um But yeah, it does turn into a job sometimes, but when that shit happens to me and it starts turning into a job, then I start just saying no. I'm like, "No, nah, I don't want to fucking do that no more." And it's like I'll figure out something else to do that's going to get me more hyped than to do that. You know what I mean? That's like, and you've been you've been doing that for kind of a while, saying no. Like uh, the dude who was like, "Oh, a 10k, 20k, got up to 70k," and you're like, "Well, I kind of think your shit's whack, so I'm not doing it," which is fucking wild, bro. Because like 70k is 70k. Someone, you know, they're going to be like, "Fuck it, I'll think about that about a sellout or whatever later." 70k right now. Yeah, but like 70k is like you know that could have been the last money I ever made. You know, you, you got to think about, I mean, at least I think about all these fools who got my shit tatted all over their fucking body. Mm. They got their shit on their arms. You know, they see me on a fucking Huggies commercial. I keep saying Huggies cause I got a goddaughter now, but, uh, see me on a Huggies commercial and be like, damn, I got this fucking big ass neck face devil on my arm. And this fool's over here fucking repping diapers. Shit. There goes my fucking dude. Like he's played out now. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta think about that. At least that's what I think about. But um, 
but yeah, you just pick and choose, dude. It's like, you know, sometimes money ain't the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. When you get when you got first paid for your first piece from what you've created, like back in the days, like did it trip you out? Did you think that it was gonna be like a whole career? Did you think you were just gonna be like working nine to fives? Or did you know that you're gonna have a future with what you're doing right now? Oh man, nah, there was no. There was no like, uh, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be this guy. I'm I'm gonna be a big artist and get paid for my shit. You know, it just all started happening. The domino effect started happening, and you get chosen, and then it's like, you know, the they choose you, like, you, you ready? I was like, yep, I'm ready. And I was like, let's do this. And I just fucking, you know, played played my cards right. And um, the first thing I got, the first big thing I got paid for, I got paid little things here and there, but the first big thing I got paid for was from Supreme. I did uh, three shirts for them, and... They they were like, oh, we're going to give you this much. And I was like, all right, I'm cool with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and um, and I remember adding it up in my head. I was like, I was like, you know, the most expensive thing that I knew existed was like a Apple laptop. <laughs> and I was like, you know, counting them. Up. I was like, damn, I could get like four or five laptops with all this money. <laughs> you know, like that's how I was like adding it up. But I remember getting paid for that. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I just kept going and going and just playing my cards right, saying no to the right shit and saying yeah to the right shit and, you know, having my shows, selling my shows and um, and just kept going because I was hyped on it, you know, and and I have been hyped on it and I'm still hyped on it to this day. And when the shit gets whack, which it does, you just fucking figure out a different way to get hyped on it again. Yo, I just got to say. Bro, thank you so much for uh, coming to speak on the show, man. It's been an honor for us. Hell yeah. Thank you, bro. No, dude. Thank you so much, man. Peace. Later.